today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. One of the things we're always concerned about during the pandemic and the lockdown and the fact that so many of us are working from home and uh, let's face it, we're restricted in what we can do and where we can go is our physical health. We've talked a lot about our mental health and that's certainly important, but our physical health and, and uh, a lot of our routines have been well disrupted by what's gone on in the last little while. That's an understatement, I'm sure. Uh, and there's been surveys that have been done about this. I've, I'm interested. Uh, one is a, a, actually a research group called Run Repeat. Now, Run Repeat is an American-based athletic shoe company. They've done a, 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 a survey uh, over a number of countries, they said, including Canada. Uh, and one of the conclusions they have drawn here is because of the pandemic, almost two-thirds of gym members have either paused or canceled their fitness contracts. It seems a little high to me, but uh, that's that's the number that they've come up with right now. Uh, they said only about 15% of gym members asked uh, if they were currently back in the gym, and 29% said they're not going to return at all uh, because of concerns about uh, the pandemic until they get vaccinated. So what happens with the industry, and what, the ha- what what's going to happen going forward there as they become part of, hopefully, the heart of the recovery that we're looking at coming up within the next couple of months, I suppose. Scott Waterman is the president of Fitness Industry Council of Canada, uh, and he joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to talk about this. Scott, thank you so much for the time. Glad you could be with us here today. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Let me ask you, I, I just read the numbers from uh, this run-repeat survey. Uh, did, did those jive with what you're seeing? Uh, no, they seem definitely overinflated. I thought so. Um, I, I think there's no question we've been impacted, and there's no question that people are frozen or have, have canceled. But um, to state that sixty uh, percent are are not coming back, um, I think is definitely overinflated. What What are you seeing? What are you hearing? Well, I think uh, you definitely have a lot of folks that are grateful uh, when their facilities reopen and they. They come back and they're grateful that they have the safety guidelines in place to uh, exercise safely. You have other folks that are going to wait until the, they're vaccinated. Um, and then you have other folks that are, you know, they've found convenience with their uh, remote options, but they still love community and, and that uh, sense of community. So I think what you'll see a lot of people do is a bit of both. Uh, if you used to go to a fitness center, let's say four days a week, uh, you might go two to three times a week and also supplement that with, uh, you know, your remote offerings. But the, the people that are working at home, and I, I'm, I'm just doing this anecdotally. I mean, you're the, the guy that has the data. You're the expert in this. I, I, it's not going to be the same experience. I mean, obviously, most of us, probably none of us, can afford the sort of equipment that's available in a gym atmosphere. I mean, we're we're making do with maybe you know a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and maybe doing some weights. Obviously, there's the the the, the, the cycling and the, a lot of stuff that's going on like that. But for those who are really into it, and let's face it, there are millions of us who are. That, that just love the gym experience. Uh, it's, this is really Plan B, and I, I would think that a lot of them would be anxious to get back to the to the to the gym. Yeah, they absolutely are, and you're correct. You can't uh, replicate uh, the community and and the equipment uh, at home. Um, you know, at home fitness has been around forever. Uh, most people, uh, you know, they've bought a treadmill with great intentions, and eventually it turns into a laundry hamper. Um, <laughs> I know recently, like in my community, everybody's bought cross-country skis, and, you know, unfortunately, they've only gone a couple times. And I think the one thing that fitness centers bring besides the equipment and the community is the behavior change. Our fitness professionals are really focused on behavior change and helping people create that active lifestyle. Uh, and, you know, you just it's really tough to do that uh, doing it on your own at home. 
my experience, and this is only me, okay, and I'm sure there are a lot of other people that can relate to this as well. Uh, you have the best of intentions. Okay, I'm going to get a, you know, a, a cycle and I'm going to work down a stationary bike, whatever the case might be. It's too easy to quit when you're at home. It's too easy to say, you know, I'm supposed to do this for half an hour. I just don't feel like it. I get off the bike, you know, and go upstairs and see what's in the fridge and, uh, you know, turn on the TV. Uh, when you're in the gym, you're in that environment. I mean, you're, you're more motivated, I think, to, to work in a situation like that. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, we we always say the most of the work in the gym is just showing up because once you're there, you're absolutely right. And when you're working and at home and everything's at home, you got your kids at home, you got your pets at home. You know, there's also competing factors versus when you go to a facility. That's your your hour or your forty five minutes or whatever however long you're there. That's just for you, and you can unplug from the rest of the world and just you know, take that time to recharge your batteries and focus on you. And it's really difficult uh, to do that. Well, I'll say it's more difficult to do that at home. You might have kids hanging off you. You might have uh, pets that are trying to interrupt your workout or you're, you're in your workspace. So you have competing interests. Uh, so when you're in a facility, that time really is your time. Well, and let's face it, if you're working from home, uh, that's your office. And, uh, you know, if you want to work out, uh, hide the phone because, I mean, the people are going to be calling you. There's going to be texts. There's going to be emails. Uh, it's it's really problematic trying to get a good workout then. Correct. Yeah, and then you also have the other um, factors like your couch is calling. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> it, it definitely is more challenging. And that's where the behavior change comes in, right? We try to yeah. – uh, we have fitness professionals that really try to focus on uh, – taking those bite-sized steps to make sure that you do this for the rest of your life and, and make it part of your lifestyle versus just a, you know, I, I made an effort and I fell off the wagon and, and I'm just going to give up for another year. We don't want that. Well, we, and we want to see people go back and, and you know, obviously it'll be in some form of a lockdown. What, what are you hearing about your industry? Are you going to, uh, everybody's going to be impacted by this, I guess, later on today, but how, how about your industry? Well, our understanding is on Ontario specifically, there's uh, a new 28-day circuit breaker coming and we're going to yeah. be impacted. So it's it's really unfortunate. We feel we have many, many operators that have worked extremely hard and put the right safety protocols in place and haven't seen any transmission in their facilities. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that they are, again, going to be subject to this uh, circuit breaker and, you know, they're going to have to lay off staff again and uh, you, you're almost getting whiplash with all this back and forth. Um, and we feel that we've uh, done a good job of, of operating safely. So, you know, it is definitely uh, disappointing. And, um, you know, uh, it's been very, very tough on our industry. Well, and you're in the same boat as a lot of other business people right now saying, show me why we're part of the problem here. Uh, because actually, you know, even pre-pandemic, we've talked about this with some of the other folks too, including even hair salons. Uh, there, hygienic measures taking place already. I mean, you go to the gym and when you finish working out, you wipe off the equipment. You know, the bottles right there and the, the towels are right there. Uh, obviously masking would be part of it now because we're in the pandemic situation. You're concerned about spread, but, but you, you guys had a protocol in place long before this thing started. Yeah, and now it, you know we've even enhanced it. So I don't know another business where you go and sanitize something before you touch it. Yeah, you know, and you go to the grocery store, you don't sanitize the cereal box before you pick it up. Um, so you know, we've always cleaned the equipment after you use it as a courtesy to the next user. But now you can make sure you take uh, safety into your own hands and clean it before you touch it. Uh, so there's definitely been a, a huge uh, focus. You know, we have our distance markings. We uh, book times on 
you know, you book on an app or you call the facility to book your time. So we have built-in contact tracing. So we think we're really, uh, we have the right protocols in place. Um, so it's unfortunate that uh, we continue to get lumped in with, uh, you know, the, the broad uh, shutdowns. Well, whatever's going to happen today, I will, we'll have to deal with the consequences, I guess, of that. But at some point, uh, this is going to turn for the better. I mean, people are going to get vaccinated. We're going to start to see uh, things start to open up in, in a bigger form, hopefully on a, on a you know, long-term basis. And you have come up with an idea that I, I think his time has come. As a matter of fact, this should have been done a long time ago to try to encourage people, especially after a lot of us have been sitting working out of the house for the last year or so. Uh, and let's face it, we've been pretty restrictive in what we can and can't do. Uh, for you, you are suggesting that uh, there should be a, a tax write-off for gym memberships. In other words, it should be tax deductible. Like it's a, it's a medical expense, in other words. Yes. Yeah, we actually uh, proposed the idea to uh, Minister Freeland. So we actually... Uh, we're granted an audience with her, uh, as well as the finance committee and the health committee. And we feel that exercise is medicine. Uh, Canada has a robust research. We, re- we fund the research. We have great kinesiology and certification programs across the country to, to train fitness professionals. Uh, so we feel we have a robust infrastructure in place for fitness services. So not just gym memberships, but it could be personal training. And if you're in a yeah. rural area, remote coaching. And we do feel that it is a medical expense, and uh, we would save the government money in the long run by reducing health care expense. And, you know, we just think that it's, you're right, the time has come, and uh, we feel we have a listening for it, and we're very hopeful that we are included in the uh, April 19th budget announcement. Well, you know what they need to do here, Scott, is work backwards. I mean, we've talked about a lot of the medical challenges that we're facing these days. Uh, diabetes is one of them, of course. Uh, heart disease, cardiac problems, uh, pulmonary problems, of course, and lung problems. Uh, okay, okay, how do you resolve that? Okay, yeah, diet needs to be part of it. We need to talk about that. And they've already addressed that, you know, the, with all these government programs. But physical fitness is, is, is the key factor. Anytime you talk to a doctor about how you control these sorts of things, the first thing is be active. Uh, and a lot of us can't afford to do that. Uh, but if you made this a tax-deductible expense, I think you'd see a lot more people taking on to it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We think it'll definitely have a, a huge impact on the health of Canadians. The actual the Diabetes Association and the Heart and Stroke Foundation are both supporting our ask. Uh, so it's great that you brought those uh, two groups up. Um, you know, we also feel in terms of our industry, which has been just decimated by COVID, it's going to help us uh, rebuild the industry. We want to be part of the national recovery we want to be part of the solution. We're not asking for a handout or a bailout. We're asking, let put the choice in the hands of Canadians uh, and reward them, uh, incentivize them for making the right choices. Well, and I know, you know, some people that, that love the home experience, and you see the ads on TV for some of this equipment, uh, and God bless them. I mean, you know, because the people that are that dedicated to it and, and they, they want to get in shape and they want to maybe even become, you know, better than just in shape but become an elite athlete when it comes to situations like that. But we can't all afford that. We can't all afford that equipment. We can't afford that. I mean, if you're living in a one-bedroom condo, you probably don't have room for it anyway. Uh, so there have to be alternatives right now. But it, it's coming down to affordability and getting people to do physical activity so that they're healthier and uh, I'm sure the argument that you guys made to Minister Freeland is, is a pretty simple one if more people are physically fit uh, you've got less health care problems you know the drug plans things of this nature hospitalizations uh, diabetes treatments all like that that's all going to be reduced if we're healthier absolutely and the other key thing is the infrastructure already exists 
Yeah. We're not asking for something that's going to take five years to roll out. Uh, you can already deduct medical expenses on your income tax, whether that's dental or vitamin B12 or other associated healthcare expenses. All we're asking is that fitness be included in that already existing infrastructure. So you, you had a meeting, your organization had a meeting with the minister. What kind of reception did you get? Uh, that it was just that. It was uh, actionable immediately, almost a stroke of the pen change. Um, you know, it's also very important to the government that people get back to work. And we employ a great many Canadians mm-hmm. and also our, our workforce is typically a little bit younger. So we're able to get young people back to work. Uh, there's university and college graduates uh, coast to coast that are uh, going to be graduating into our industry. So we are also a very robust employer um, for Canadians. So we're getting people back to work got a great return on investment so from a government standpoint if you can get somebody off the couch and get them moving you know they'll receive a 500 percent return on their investment uh, by allowing this so we just think it's uh you know it checks off all the boxes well the numbers tell a story here and i mean one of the cohorts that was really adversely affected and continues to be is is that under 25 demographic that a lot of them lost their jobs uh that may never get them back and you know they could be looking for an opportunity here say okay what what else can i do uh what can i be trained for and this this is something i i mean i know you've already got over 150,000 employees already in the in the industry but that could grow as as people you know decide this this is what they want to do and there are some great programs around you know kinesiology programs and things of this nature that can serve as training for this and and bingo, you know, you could have a job opportunity right off the bat. It makes all kinds of sense. Absolutely. We have uh, great kinesiology programs, colleges, universities. We have great certification programs, uh, CAMCA Pro, CSEP. Uh, so we have a lot of ways for people to enter the industry. And uh, we can get people to work in a very uh, robust, viable industry. We just got to get to the finish line with this uh, whole COVID thing. Um, so, you know, we're, we're hopeful uh, that we can be part of the national solution. Well, Scott, I hope you and your members can hang on. Uh, we don't know how long this is going to last or what kind of an impact it's going to have, but, uh, uh, you know, as you say, the end game here is the more vaccinations we get, the sooner we're going to get back to some sense of normal. And, and, and your industry has to play a part in the recovery. I mean, because the, the, the physical recovery is part, just as important as the economic recovery uh, and the health care concerns about this as well. So uh, let's stay in touch. We'll see what the, the minister says. The budget's coming down in a couple of weeks, and hopefully there'll be some good news there too. Uh, thank you so much for spending some time with us today, and uh, stay healthy, okay? I would like to just ask one thing of your yeah. your listeners is that uh, support local, right? So if you are looking at an online platform, please support your local provider's online platform. Keep that money in your community, which helps support your charities and your, your local community. So uh, that's, that's really important right now. Amen to that. Thanks again, Scott. Take care. Thanks. Have a good day. Take care. Scott Waterman, president of the Fitness Industry Council of Canada. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.